Are you guys ready for today's word? We've got a special guest for you today. Someone who was near and dear to my heart. She's like a niece to me. I've known her since she was like this little into now where she's like this little. She is not only our rush pastor, but she's also our praise and worship leader. Amen. She does so much and she's a tremendous kingdom woman. So please welcome to the platform, Pastor Raquel. Thank you, Mr. Jamie. Everyone, give it up for Natalie. Yeah. Good job, Natalie. She's like, I hate you right now. Cal, don't draw attention. No, seriously, guys, who's excited to be here? Come on. Ah, I can tell it's going to be a long Sunday. I'm going to ask you guys one more time. Pastor Chris says you can make a C minus preacher, a B plus one, just by being engaged, and you get out a lot faster. So that's nice, too. Who's excited to be in God's house this morning, church? Yeah. As you can tell, I am not Pastor Chris. I look like him, a little bit prettier. I like to think I look more like my mom, but, you know, I'm not Pastor Chris. He's struggling with some allergies this week. Nothing serious. Don't get scared. But he did ask that you guys just keep him in his prayers, and he asked me to preach because he knows everyone's, you know, Let's be honest, attitude and mood towards sneezing or coughing is more like duck and cover than hallelujah. So um, that's why I'm here. But I'm excited because I haven't been on the platform in a year. And I'm so excited to be able to preach to you guys, to be able to speak God's word over your life. And so this week as I was preparing, I was asking God, what should our theme be for this sermon series? And as I reflected on last year, I felt like all of us can agree that we wish we could have a redo, right? A reset, restarted, now that we know what we know, right? Now that we've seen what we've seen, we say, okay, God, I need a fresh start. I need a refresh. So as I was praying, God put the word reset on my heart for us. Because I believe God wants to get rid of the old and have us walk into something brand new for this new year. Amen? So let's pray over today's message and we'll jump right into it. God, right now, Jesus, we ask for your Holy Spirit to rain down, Lord. We ask, Jesus, that you would come and do something fresh in our hearts and in our lives, Lord. Jesus, we ask boldly, Lord, for you to move. We desire you to mark our new year, God. I pray, Jesus, that this would not just be any other New Year sermon, God, but that this would be your hand and your word and your vision for our lives, God. I pray, Jesus, that you would allow me to get out of the way completely, Lord, and that your spirit would move in me, God, and that your words would be communicated through my words, Lord. And I just pray and I ask just at the start of this message, Lord, that you would bless your people, that they would receive a good word from you, Lord, and a vision for their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, amen. So I want us to have an open perspective. 
for this message. I know you guys have probably heard a New Year's message a thousand times, but God's word says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open to you. So I just ask right now, we can all agree, Lord, we're asking for a blessing, God. We're knocking on your door and we're ready for you to move today. Regardless of who is on the platform, God, I want to hear from you. And so this morning, we're going to talk about some things that get in the way of us receiving God's very best for our lives. And I think this year, this past year, I should say, we gave the coronavirus far too much power over our lives. We gave 2020 far too much credit. And I think that we thought this virus or last year or the circumstances that were against us kept us from God's best. Can I tell you no virus, no struggle, no sin, no stain, no person, no fear, and no year can get in between you and your Savior. The only thing that can do that is you. The only person or thing that can keep you from God's very best is yourself. So this year, church, we got to get out of our own way. So I believe one blessing blocker that we could be possibly struggling with may simply be clutter. All the wives are, amen, hallelujah. This is your chance to nudge your husband, your spouse, be like, okay, it's time to clean out the man cave. It's time to clean up the tools in the garage. Come on, Pastor Raquel's talking to you right now. But guys, look, so much of our life is wasted with clutter and disorganization. I mean, think about it. You go to your closet and you have no idea what to wear because you have a ton of clothes and things that don't fit you. And I'm not here to say that you aren't going to fit into those clothes. No, I think you're going to lose the weight that you need to lose. I think that this may be your healthiest year yet. But what if God wants to bless you with a brand new wardrobe, with a brand new style, with a brand new fit, and you're too busy trying to fit into those acid wash jeans from the 90s and trying to relive your glory days when God says, I have better days for you. Amen. So it's time to clean out the closet. Guys, maybe the kitchen is a mess. Maybe the pots and pans are everywhere and your kids are telling you, mom, I would love to help you cook, but I don't know where anything is. Stop allowing that to be an excuse, mom and dad. Come on, let's clean the kitchen and let's get it ready for some family meals. Maybe it's your bedroom. Maybe you wake up every morning and instead of it being a place where you're able to retreat and recharge, it's a place of stress. Clean out your bedroom. And maybe it's this device right here. Maybe you are constantly on your phone. You can't get away from it. And God is telling you, I want you to unfollow some accounts that are causing you to compete and compare your life to someone else. Maybe I want you to delete people off of Facebook and Twitter that are causing some 
arguments. You know, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Maybe God wants you to have a set time because you realize when you look at your screen time, you're spending six hours a day on your phone. And God says, I want you to open up your Bible. So come on, church. Maybe your blessing blocker this year is simply to remove the clutter. Or maybe it's something a little bit more serious. Maybe it's insecurities. Maybe your blessing blocker is you being overcome with insecurity because you feel like you aren't enough to accomplish God's dreams for your life. Maybe you feel like your shortcomings are keeping you from God's very best and you constantly tell yourself and speak over yourself, I am not enough. I am not capable. I can't do this because I couldn't do it in the past. And I used to speak this verse over my life. Jesus, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am altogether lovely, Lord. There is no flaw in me because your word says so. And while that is a great confidence booster, and I think that's definitely something we need to declare over our lives, I believe this year God wants to take our belief and our faith a step further. Let's open up our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, church, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I boast gladly about my weakness. I don't try to hide my shortcomings. I'm not fearful of my insecurities because I know that God's power will gladly rest upon me. I want us to stop feeling insecure about our weaknesses and about our shortcomings, church. And instead, understand that every weakness we have is an opportunity for God's power to shine through us. Amen? I want that to resonate in someone's heart this morning. Stop speaking down about yourself. Stop thinking that you aren't enough. Because every single weakness that you struggle with, God is wanting to rest in you. God is wanting to shine through you. God is wanting to use his power to work mightily through every weakness you have this year. Amen? And more than that, guys, more than that, listen to me closely. What if our weakness is remaining a weakness because we refuse to allow God to help us? What if your struggle, your shortcoming, your stain is only staying that because you refuse to allow God to work in you and through you? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. If you are a child of God, his spirit is in you. If you are a child of God, church, you are a new creation. And I believe that God wants to do something new in your life. But we have to let go of our insecurities and realize that this is an opportunity for God's power to shine in us and through us. Amen? Amen. Another blessing blocker that we may struggle with, and you're thinking, not me, maybe my neighbor, is jealousy. Jealousy, hear me out. I know some of you think, man, Pastor Raquel, I have not struggled with jealousy all this year. Well, it's easy not to struggle with jealousy when everyone you know is gaining weight, eating ice cream and sweatpants on the couch. 
Let's be honest. We've all been cooped up, right, in our house. We've all been doing the same thing, which is nothing. Let's be honest. And so it's easy to say, I'm not struggling with jealousy. No, there's nothing to be jealous about. We're all doing the same thing. But I got to be honest. Some of you have been showing up and showing off in December. I saw countless new babies. I saw lots of weddings. I saw last-minute trips and vacations. I saw puppies. Okay, come on. What else did you see? I saw some new trucks that my men have been driving around. I saw new houses. And so December, you may have been like, man, January through November, I didn't struggle with jealousy at all. But all of a sudden, December came around, and I started scrolling through my Facebook, and I was like, I'm so happy for her. Let me just block him, but I'm, I'm really happy for him, Christ. Trust me. You see, what was your response to your friend's blessings? Was your response, I can't believe they're getting ahead. Why not me? Or was it, I am truly happy for my brother and sister in Christ. I am truly happy because I know that's their blessing. And I know that God is going to give me one that's exactly for me and my family. Because the Lord knows that when you covet your neighbor's blessings, you're blocking your own church. Proverbs 4.25 says this, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path. Stay on the safe path, church. And what? Don't get... This is what I have my rush students do because I want to make sure we get it. I want to make sure we know what God's word says. Don't get... Okay, that was all right. Rush is beating us currently, our youth ministry. All right, one more time. Don't get... That's what I'm talking about. This could be the biggest blessing blocker in your life for this new year, church. It says stop looking to the left and to the right and keep your feet from doing evil. The Lord is very clear in this verse with what we are supposed to do. We need to look ahead. We need to fix our eyes on his plan and his purpose for our life. We need to stay on the path and not get distracted. But if you're too busy looking at someone else's life and comparing your life to theirs, you're going to find yourself veering off into their lane. Do we have any parents with new drivers? <laughs> what happens when your child looks into someone else's lane for too long or looks to the left or to the right? Where does the wheel start turning? It starts turning in the other person's lane. And I have a feeling this is what God's telling us to do. Child, look straight ahead. Don't get in an accident. Stop looking to the left and to the right and just focus on the plan that I have for your life because you will never know what God has called you to do and you will never live your best life if you're too busy comparing yours to someone else's church. Amen? Amen. And you know what, church, I think, you know, just reflecting on the pandemic, you know, it was a lot of things, but I think one thing it really showed us is where our priorities are. It really slowed down life. You know, when you have nothing to do, it shows you what you can do. It shows you, am I going to open up my Bible? Am I going to spend time talking to you, God? Am I going to worship you even when I can't physically come to church? Am I going to turn on my app and praise if I can't be here? And I think as I was reflecting on this year, I was asking God, okay, 
what do you want me to do? What should my goal be? What's keeping me from your best? And God simply said, not fully surrendering and not putting me first. Because I could keep going through different struggles and different sins, but the fact of the matter is God is already speaking to you. And you probably feel convicted right now to say, this is what I need to let go of. This is what I need to surrender. This is how I need to put you first, God. And as I look at this verse, Matthew 6.33 puts it completely into perspective for how we should be living our lives. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. Amen? This is how we need to be living our lives for this new year, church. Seeking God first, putting him first in our family and living righteously for the kingdom. As I was reflecting and I was saying, okay, God, what should I do this year? He kept telling me, just put me first and I'll take care of the rest, Raquel. And so I want to encourage you this morning, whatever is holding you back from giving God your best, surrender it and put him first in your life. Amen. Number two, this is a fun point. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this point. You can put down your Bible for a minute, get out your notepad. I'm going to give you suggestions on how to live your life to the fullest church, amen? Because I think so many times, we can loosen up, come on, let's have a good time in God's house. I think so many times the year rolls by and we don't do any of the things we wanted to do, right? Like you may look at your other friends and not covet or feel jealousy or envious, but just say, man, they have a cool life. I wish I could do that, or I wish I could go there. You know what, honey, we should do that on Friday, or you know what, kids, we should go there next weekend. But life happens, right? And you get busy, and you find that the year rolls by, and you didn't get to do any of the fun stuff that you wanted to do. And Benjamin Franklin says, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And I think that this applies to even the simplest and the most mundane things. I think it's easy to put a big goal on the board, like we are gonna increase our household income by this much, right? I'm not going to miss any days at work. Kids, you are going to make A plus on your report guard, right? Those are easy, tangible goals. But what about we are going to be more in love than ever before? We are going to spend awesome family time together and have a great time together. We are going to explore Central Texas together and have awesome memories while doing it. What about those types of goals? Why don't we write those things down and how do we accomplish them? So I wanna really quickly share with you some of the Pena Future Rivera household goals that we have. Number one, enjoying God's creation being outside, spending time in the beautiful, beautiful Central Texas area that he made. I think so many times we go to work, we go home, and we hit repeat. Can I tell you, one of the best resets you will have is just simply breathing in God's fresh air and being outside in his sunshine. And what a better time to do it than in this season. There's no safer place to be than outside in God's beautiful creation. So I'm gonna really quickly go through some places we've been. If you've been there, Go ahead and raise your hand because I want to see who's been there. The green belt. The green belt. That's so much fun. You can hike. You can swim. This picture right here, we took all these pictures, our personal ones of us. That looks a lot like Garner State Park. 
I'm going to be honest. That feels like the Frio, and it's only 45 minutes away. Go and enjoy it. Swimming at Barn Springs, $5 to spend all day. And you can also people watch. Any people watchers? Don't say that. That's creepy. Okay. <laughs> I saw my ladies raise their hand and then quickly put it out. No, but seriously, guys, it's so much fun just to spin outside with your family. Picnicking at Mount Bonnell. It's gorgeous. You can see all of Lake Austin, guys. It's beautiful. It's free. I say free a lot because we're young, and so we like to save money. So literally, we can all do this, guys. This doesn't cost a lot of money. But guys, this is less than half a mile. It's up the stairs, and you get to see all of Lake Austin. So you feel like you hiked a ton, but you don't break a sweat. So it's awesome. Taking pics at Laguna Gloria, you know, go have a fun time at Austin's Art Museum. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And you guys look like models. We're really awkward. If we can make it look like that, I promise you guys can too. And then really quickly, here's three places on our wish list that we want to go this new year. Hamilton Pool. Who's been there? Is it pretty? I've heard it's gorgeous. Enchanted Rock. Pertinalis Falls. <sighs> guys. This is in our backyard. What are you waiting for? Plan an awesome day together as a family. And speaking of family time, I want to give you ideas to have the best year together as a family. Number one, let's cook together more. Let's get healthy. Come on, guys. I love this picture of my grandpa and my dad. I don't know what piece of meat that is, but can I tell you, it was delicious. They knocked it out of the park. It was awesome. What about you know, a charcuterie board for those that don't like to cook. <laughs> like my mom, she found this is her new passion. Ladies, if your hubby cooks, you got dibs on the charcuterie board. Make it look beautiful. What else? Let's see. What about working out together but making it fun? Don't just go to the gym this year. Try something new like rock climbing, biking, hiking. This was Christian and I's first time. That's why I'm the one taking pictures because I wasn't good at it. But, you know, maybe you guys excel in that. Family game nights. Don't just bring out Scrabble. Don't just bring out Sorry, guys. Try something new. I took Honey and Evie to go mini-golfing. Best $7 I ever spent. We were so happy. It was amazing. It was a great time. And then lastly, it's family time. Plan to vacation. If you don't plan it, it's not going to happen. And can I tell you, as a child... This is so important. However big or small it is, even if it's a day trip, plan to have uninterrupted time with your family. For the first 10 years of my life, I did not know vacation existed. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that was a thing because we didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. And it's not because my family didn't love me. It's just because my dad did the same thing. He was a PK too. He grew up and our life revolves around the church just like his life did. And I love you guys, and there's nothing wrong with that. But can I tell you, ministry never stops. It never stops. So for the first 10 years of my life, we did exactly what his family did. We worked, we worked, we worked, we worked, we worked. And maybe you guys can relate to that, where maybe work kind of gets in the way of you taking time away with your family. But something changed in my dad, and he said, you know what, I don't want to do what my father did. You know, we may not have enough money to take the kind of vacation we want, but gosh, we're going to go to Padre for two days, and we're going to have the best time. And I'm going to put away my phone, and I'm going to give my family all of my attention. 
And so for the past 14 years, at least once a year, my family and I, we go somewhere and we put away our phones and we forget everything that's happening at home and we just make memories together. So I wanna share some pictures from our last vacation in the middle of COVID. Yes, you can vacation during COVID. We're smiling under those masks. You may not believe it, but trust me, we're having a great time. Then the next picture, this is my mom. She's so happy. Look at that, guys. This is what family time is about, making memories. And then lastly, this is my favorite picture because we took my grandparents to Disney World for the first time. And my grandma was like, I don't know what the force is, but I'm feeling it. She was so cute. But we had such an awesome time together. So make plans for family time. And then lastly, okay, hubbies, brownie points. Get your notepad out. I'm going to give you date ideas that are cheap and that are fun, okay? Try new places as a couple. Try new places, okay? Your spouse is probably thinking, Chili's again, babe? Again? We just went to Chili's last Friday. Let's try something new. I have a funny story. My dad always likes to go to the same place. And so he had taken my mom already like 10 times this year to the same restaurant for their date night. And she was like, she came home and she says, if he takes me to that place one more time, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna scream. And she said, Raquel, help him. And so I was like, dad, there's this app called Yelp and you can put in like where you wanna eat and how much money it is and what location you wanna go to. And they give you reviews and they show you pictures. And he's like, whoa, that's awesome. He took my mom to a new place that next Friday. She couldn't stop talking about it. She was like, there's this awesome place. I have to take you. It's the best food ever. And I said, wow, look at that, dad. Look at that. A little time with mom doing something new. And she's like all over you. She's so excited to be married to you. That's so cool. All right. So let's show you some places real quick. Try new food. Indian food, Mediterranean food, Indonesian food, Thai food. You may hate it, but try it. It's a great story to tell. It's going to be awesome. You may smell like curry for a week, but it's worth it. Keep it going. Food trucks. Do you know that Austin has like five-star food trucks where there are chefs that come from around the world and buy their own little food truck and serve you cheap food that tastes like five-star amazing food? Try some new food trucks. Keep it going, John. Okay, this is an insider tip right here. The picture on the, you're right, my left, I don't know. But anyways, this piece of meat is a $50 piece of meat. But if you go on Fridays from 10.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., that whole meal is only $16. You're welcome. Balling on a budget, man. There you go. Ramen Tatsu, our personal favorite. Let's keep it going. Home sliced pizza on Congress, take it home for the kids, that's what my family does. And then instantly we're like, you can go on date night every Friday if you bring us home pizza. And then El Taquito, it's a hole in the wall on Riverside. I'm just gonna put that out there, but it's really good and it's really cheap. All right, keep it going. Concerts. Guys, you can still go out and do something fun and adventurous even if it's COVID. They have outdoor concerts with social distancing and it's amazing. So make sure you take advantage and try something new. Sporting events. Hook them, anybody? Gig them, hook them. Let me see where you are. Hook them, okay, hook them. I'm a UT grad. Go out to a concert or sporting event. My fiance can hook you up. He knows all the cool places to go. And then, lastly, 
get coffee and talk. Talk. Talk to each other. This is a trick that I learned from my parents. They end every date night with talking uninterrupted for at least one hour. Get away from date nights that are movies where you're focused on something else. Focus on each other. Funny story, my fiance hates coffee. So he would come and he would order Dr. Pepper. And I'd be like, babe, you're blowing our cool credit. We're in this hipster coffee shop. Everyone's like, what's this dude doing with a Dr. Pepper? Something wrong with him? But he learned to like coffee for me and we talked and we share each other's hearts and we share what we need from each other and how life's going. I encourage you do that and it will take your relationship to the next level. And then lastly, let's advance the kingdom together this new year. Let's try something new. If every year you say, I'm going to serve and another year rolls by and you haven't started serving together yet, plan to serve, plan to volunteer, plan to get connected, plan simply to come every Sunday. Tell your kids, we're going to second service. Be in the car at 940. We're going to make God a priority in our lives. Plan to read the Bible together every night. Plan to wake up and put on worship music so that joy is spreading through the house. Plan to bring your children to 3D and to rush because you know that it affects their attitude and their heart and their mood. Plan to get involved in discipleship. Church, do not let another year roll by with you being spiritually lukewarm. Plan to serve God and to give him your heart because that will make the biggest impact in your life. Amen? So let's try something new this year, church. Let's try something new. Let's not do the same old thing that we do every year. Let's get involved. Number three, prophesy God's promises over your life. Did you know there's over 8,000 promises in the Bible that you can declare over your life? And it's concerning to me because I feel like as Christians, we know the lies of the enemy far better than we know the promises of God over our life. We can repeat word for word the lies that the enemy has told us day after day, but we have difficulty opening up our Bible and pointing out the promises that God has spoken over us. How would our attitude change? How would our perspective and our outlook on life change if we started declaring at least one promise of God every day over our lives, over our relationships, and over our family? I promise you, church, you would grow in your faith. You would gain confidence. You would start believing God for more. So I want to declare over you just a few promises that you can inherit through the kingdom of God. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it shall be yours. This new year, some of you need to start asking in faith like never before for what is your birthright. Matthew nine twenty three. everything is possible for those who believe. Psalms 37, 23, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him, though he may stumble. Can I get an amen? Some of us stumbled last year. He will not fail for the Lord upholds him with his righteous right hand. Matthew eleven twenty eight. come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Does anybody need rest this new year? Does anyone need peace this year? Declare this verse over your life. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And one of my personal favorite life verses, Jeremiah 29, 11. If you know it, say it with me. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Some of us need to memorize the verses and the promises that God has spoken over our life. So when the enemy tries to discourage or distract us, we are able to speak confidently the promises that Jesus has already given us. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. God is so good. Look at that. Are you doubting that he's going to keep his promises? Are you worried that it's not going to come true? He has promises for his promises. He has promises to keep his promises. There's 20 promises just about how he will not fail you, that he is not a man that she, he should lie to you. Church, we serve a good God. So this year, I want us to walk confidently and speak boldly and believe, declaring over our family's lives that God is for us and not against us. And if he will be for us, no one and nothing can stand against us. Amen? And so, yes, write down your goals. Write down your plans. Make a vision board. Pick a word even. But this year, I want you to go a step further. I want you to pick a verse for every season of your life. Find an area where you are struggling to have confidence. Find an area where your faith may be wavering. And then find a verse to combat it. And speak it every day over your life until you can believe it and until you can walk in it. And once God has given you the faith, find another area that you are struggling in and find a verse to speak over your life. Amen? Because no amount of self-help books, no amount of messages, no amount of podcasts can do what God's word can do. His promises never fail. Amen? Amen. And then lastly, church, we have to start now. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What is holding you back from really living in 2021? Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's worry, anxiety, stress. And maybe you just have a lack of motivation altogether where you pick up the pen and paper and you can't even bring yourself to write something down. Can I be completely honest with you? I was there and I'm currently overcoming that state of mind because 2020 was rough. It was difficult. Every plan that I made failed. Every dream that I had didn't happen. And so I know a lot of you come up to me and you have good intentions and I'm not mad or upset, but if I'm just being completely vulnerable and I try to be, you come up and you say, when are you getting married? Where are you gonna live? What are you going to do? Why haven't you done it yet? And I smile and I say, we're gonna figure it out. But a lot of times I just wanna cry and be like honest and be like, I don't know. I 
don't know, 2020 was hard. We made a lot of plans and they were turned around, they were crushed and our family's going through personal stuff too and it's just like, we're trying not to focus on each other, we're just trying to focus on God. But then I realized like, you're gonna look at me and be like, I just wanted to know like a date. <laughs> I didn't wanna know all of that. But I know I'm not the only one. I know that a lot of you had plans and dreams and passions and things that you wanted to accomplish and you weren't able to accomplish them. For some of you, you may have lost your job. For some of you, you know, you may have lost a loved one. This last year was really heavy. This year, last year was really heavy. And so maybe you're just looking at the pen and paper and you're like, you just feel paralyzed and you say, I don't want to try. Because if I try, then I will risk failing. Can I tell you, I honestly believe God wants to encourage each and every single one of us to dream again to dare to dream again and to live fully and not to allow the pain of the past and the hurt of last year to affect the plans and the purposes and the blessings that he has for us in this new year. Amen? Amen. And so I want to declare over you some verses that I want us to claim this new year. Isaiah 41.10. So do not, what? Do not fear, for I am with you, says the Lord. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For your Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Whatever happens this new year, church, wherever it may take us, God is telling us he will be with us. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He has not taken us this far to drop us. His word says, I am faithful to complete the good work that he started in us. And I know I just may be proclaiming scripture right now, but that's what I hold on to. That's what I believe for this new year. Because guess what? I don't know how 2021 is going to end up. I don't know what's going to happen. But I know who holds the future. And I know that his word never fails. And I can stand confidently on his word and know, church, that he will not leave us or forsake us. So this year, I want us to let go of 2020 and step boldly into 21. Pastor Chris's message last week was amazing. If you haven't heard it, please do, because he encouraged us to let go of what is holding us back. He read Isaiah 43:18 over us, forget the former things, don't dwell on the past, but see, I am doing a new thing. Do you not see it? I am making a way for you in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Your life right now may seem impossible. You may have lost your confidence, church, but I want to encourage you to say God is going to make a way for you and your family. God is going to do something beautiful and your weakness and his power is going to shine through like never before. This test we're experiencing right now is a part of your testimony, church, and it's make it or break it time. Are you going to rely on your own strength or are you going to lean into the loving hand of your father and his power and his might? Because whatever happens this year, church, we have to find our confidence in God. We have to find our confidence in God. 
And as the music plays and every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to speak one last verse over your life. Some of you may feel overwhelmed or feel like, man, I just want to give up. I just don't have the motivation or I'm just going to let this year pass me by and whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to roll with the punches. But as we went through the scripture today, I hope you are encouraged to know that God has far better for you than just merely surviving. He wants us to thrive this year. He wants us to have a fresh start. He wants to bless us like never before. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite verses is found in Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask, imagine, or dream, according to his power that is work within us. I want you to reflect on the dreams that you have for 2020 the plans that you were hoping to accomplish, the things you were wanting to do as a family. Take a few seconds. What were you hoping 2020 looked like? Now reflect on that verse. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ever hope for, imagine, or dream. Instead of feeling regret, remorse, depression, I want us to feel joy because whatever we dream for in 2020, God has far better for us in 2021. Your dreams do not compare to the plan and purpose that Jesus Christ has for your life. Although your plans might have been good, God's plans are better. So this year, church, as you reflect on what you wish could have happened, I want you to know confidently that God is going to do exceedingly and abundantly more in your life. That this new year is going to be better than anything you could have hoped for because you're going to live in not by your might, but by Jesus' strength, by his hope, walking in faith confidently. So just between you and God, with every head bowed and with every eye closed, if you're ready to dream again, if you're ready to trust in God's plan for your life and realize my plans are good, Lord, but yours are far better, just between you and God, I want you to raise your hand. And I'm raising my hand too with you. If anyone is ready to hold on to the promises that God has for your life, not just the goals and visions that you have, but trust in Jesus for more. Just between you and him, raise your hand. Three more seconds. Three, two, one. And I want to pray for you, church. I want to pray. God, I pray, Lord, for every single member in this church, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that you would ignite in them passion, Lord, and confidence in your word, God. Jesus, we know, Lord, that we may have had good plans last year, Jesus, but we realize, Lord, if they did not come to pass, that means, Lord, that you have something far better for us, Lord, because your word never fails, Lord, and your word says you have plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us a hope in the future, that you are faithful to complete the good work that we started, God, and that you will do exceedingly and abundantly more in our lives, Lord. So I pray and I prophesy, Jesus, that this 
is just the beginning of the greatness that is to come, Lord. That you're going to bless your children mightily, God. That you're going to do something amazing and incredible in their lives and in their families' lives, Lord. We believe and trust you for more in 2021, Lord. Come and have your way, Jesus. And come and do what only you can do, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we declare, amen. Amen, church. Amen. Come on. Give a hand clap for God. He is so good. He is so good. Amen. Amen. Before we leave, as Mr. Jamie comes up to lead communion, I just want to thank you so much for letting me speak. And I just want to encourage you and know that I am praying for you, that my family is praying for you. And we are believing God's very, very, very best for life. We love you, church.